Bonjour, bonjour, hello. This is Dr. Abib, your host of the On Average MD podcast. And I am so excited to have Dr. Mary Long here with us today. And she's going to talk to us about self-compassion and gratitude and how to regain joy in our lives. Before we go to this, I wanted to tell you that we currently are accepting new patients in the first direct care rheumatology practice of Colorado. So it's on Abridge MD, and you can look at our website on abridgemd.com or uh, email us at info at onabridgemd.com, or you can email me directly, Dr. Amig at onabridgemd.com. We would love to see you. Our patients are loving direct care. If you want to hear more about direct care, please let us know. Contact us, and we are looking serving you. Without further ado, Dr. Mary Long, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think this is going to be such a treat. I would love for you to introduce yourself to our auditors. So who are you and what, what, uh, uh, what has been your journey so far? Yes, thank you so much for having me today. So brief introduction um, about me. Uh, I'm Mary Lung, and I'm a full-time uh, attending physician as a hematologist and oncologist. And uh, how I got here is, um, it's a pretty long journey. I would say um, I grew up wanting to become a doctor at, at a very young age. Both my parents uh are physicians, they're retired now, uh, but I grew up just being immersed in that uh, environment uh, that they, they really have, you know, really a lot of passion about their, their jobs. And they would talk about patients, you know, how to treat them and all, you know, during dinner time. So because I wanted to help people, that was just my simple um, quest that I thought it was just natural to become a doctor. So then, um, thankfully, my parents did not force me into medicine, and my other siblings are not in the medical field. And uh, so I just became this, you know, um, started this journey to become a doctor. It was pretty straightforward, right? It's all mapped out for whoever wants to be a doctor. And um, so fast forward to uh, toward the end of fellowship, um, the, the last part of our training, that I thought, oh, you know, uh, becoming the attending was the last step and I would be at the top of the world. Um, and so I took the first job uh, out, you know, shortly after my training and I'm still at that job right now. Um, and, uh, and I thought, oh, you know, nothing has really changed. I felt like I was kind of still in, in the training mode because I was just doing the same things. And, um, and shortly afterwards, my patient load got to be very heavy and full. And uh, I was having a hard time keeping up with, you know, the charts and going home on time. So before you know it, I, I was actually very exhausted, um, burnt out and stressed. And at that time, I had really young kids, and I wanted to see them before their bedtime. So I would just you know, um, after seven, I would go home and um, just to see them, you know, spend some time with them. And a lot of times I would still, um, you know, do more uh, documentation, you know, for the patients. 
work. So um, I think, you know, I speak for a lot of doctors that, you know, they, they have, um, they're going through a similar situation. So, so then I just thought, you know, this was not sustainable. I was really tired and, um, and I really wanted to quit many, many times, but then I didn't feel like there was any other option. I didn't really want to move out of the area because, you know, my, um, my marriage family is here. So then just more fast forward to um, uh, the pandemic. That was when I first uh, got a taste of going home on time because um, uh, since I, I'm a specialist, um, my patient load got cut down by a third during the height of the pandemic. And I thought, what if I could go home on time during the, the full load, right? Um, so around that same time, I was introduced to life coaching. Look, no clue what that was. I thought coaching was just for athletes, like for football, for baseball. And uh, so that really was the turning point of my life. It got my life transformed that I was able to really realize that how we view a situation um, affects how we feel. And we as human beings really act on our emotions. So to be able to be aware and manage how we think of things, it really can affect our results you know, very differently. So long story short is um, within a few months, um, with the help of my coach, I was able to really cut down my uh, clinic time. And and by the way, I was already back to full load of um, uh, patients, you know, seeing, you know, 20 to 27, 28 patients a day, um, that um, instead of going home past seven and still had work to do, I am now going home five to 5.30. Um, every day consistently with my work done. So um, so how my journey ends or begins is really that I um, also had time to do coach certification program because I wanted to learn more about this. It makes sense to me. And, um, and now besides working full-time as a hematologist oncologist, I am also offering one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching for physicians who you know, who basically going through what I went through and I want to, you know, help them become um, a better version of themselves and, and be able to enjoy life and medicine again. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. And uh, I've had several guests on the platform talking about burnout. I think I've shared with you and uh, with other people uh, uh, on the podcast uh, that I think I was burnt out as well. And uh, that's when I got, personally, I got my cancer to help me <laughs> get out of this. But I, you know, I don't think we have to go for cancer <laughs> to get out of this. Um, so this is super powerful to just realize. I think that what I'm hearing is that at any time we have to stop and to query, am I where I want to be? And if I'm not, then what are the tools that I can have? Like, what are the tools that will allow me to live the life that I'm meant to live? Um, so that, that's what I'm hearing when I hear you. And I think it's super powerful. I'm like you. I love life coaches. I think I love coaches in general. And I'll tell you that I do coaching. Like I, no, sorry. I go for coaching a lot. So mm -hmm. I have a coach in climbing and I actually have two 
<laughs> one for the fear of falling and another one for movement improvement. Uh, I, I just like, I, you know, for me, they were teachers when I was thinking of it, like in France, I have a violin teacher, I had a piano teacher, I had like many teachers and suddenly you're going through life and you're suddenly, you don't have any teachers and you're like, hold on. I used to have so many in college and, you know, and suddenly you're like alone and you're supposed to be an adult and, and you don't have your parents anymore or they, they are not just as present as they used to. So I think that coaching is for me, uh, this help that I get and, I don't know for you, but for me, like, I feel like if I pay a coach, I'm actually paying myself and I'm saying I'm worth it. I mm -hmm. am worth this money uh, and I'm going to invest in me. I don't know if that's the same, if it is something that you talk about in life coaching. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you because I feel like, you know, there's also a new concept I've learned that, you know, especially us as doctors, we, we always you know, we were actually subconsciously taught or 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 really taught to um, take care of your patients first. So which implies that um, we're, you know, we should put ourselves second or yeah. even last. And and so, you know, the, and, and the fact is that if you're not really at your optimal self, if you're not physically, emotionally, or mentally or spiritually, um, you know, fully, um, I would say, like, using a fuel tank as example, if you're not full on gas, right, um, just like a, a car, then you can't really run smoothly, you can't really give what you don't have. So if you if you're really running on dry all the time, you're not serving your patients the best way that you can. So I think, you know, to to take care of yourself is very important. And I do believe that everyone should have a coach. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's wonderful. And I think uh, so let's let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the tools that that you share with your clients and I'm sure with your patients as well as an oncologist and a methodologist. So what are some tools that you would you know, tell us, hey, start today. You don't need a coach right now. Just just start. Like, what are some tools that you would recommend for us to start? Yeah, um, uh, over the years of taking care of uh, patients, especially the oncology patients, I think, you know, because a lot of them have really become more of a chronic illness, you know, since uh, the medical advances have, you know, really done so much that a lot of cancers, thankfully, has become more of a chronic disease rather than a death sentence right away. So I imagine them to be very similar to the rheumatologic patients um, being in a, a chronic uh, condition. So and I learned from, you know, really these different patients that, you know, two people have the same diagnosis. One can be very positive and thankful. And the other one could be like the tiniest thing could be complaining and really not satisfied, not happy with life. So I take those two extremes and, and really compare and contrast. And it's just, you know, of course, the more positive uh, patient is, it's really, um, it's really the, how, how they view things, you know? Um, so, so I incorporate that in, in my coaching and also with talking to other patients that I think the most important thing is that, um, 
there are things that we can control and there are things that we cannot control. For example, the disease that you have, you know, no one asked for it. And so that's something that we cannot control, but we can see what we can do about it. You know, um, uh, we can see if if that's something that is treatable, um, if we can um, we can cure it or at least alleviate the symptoms. So there's always the hope. And I always tell also the uh, patients and my clients that no matter how bad the situation you think it is, there's always something positive that you can find. And, and I think sometimes it's because we're not wired to think that way. So it's sometimes it takes a little bit more detective work or curiosity just to find that out. But the more you practice doing it, the easier it is to find um, the, the more positive things or positive perspective uh, to look at the same situation. And why we care about it is because you know, when, when you view something more positively, you, you, you feel more positive. Like, you know, you will have um, those positive emotions or feels as, you know, hope, gratitude, content, joy, you know, um, uh, as some examples, as opposed to if you're viewing the same situation as, um, oh, you know, this shouldn't have happened, then you're kind of annoyed, frustrated, stressed, you know, all these negative emotions. And that, you know, that does not feel too good. And I mean, I just don't um, want to clarify, not that we're saying that, oh, we should feel good all the time. You know, it's, it's normal to have positive emotions and negative emotions, you know, as part of our lives because we're human beings. But just to be aware that what we're thinking of the situation affects how we feel. That's um, the first step as um, to be aware of, oh, you know what, maybe that's something that I can change if I want to change. Hmm. That's so powerful. This mindset shift, right? So you cannot control everything. And once you agree on this, I'm, I'm repeating you, right? Like once you agree that you cannot control everything, changing the mindset of there is something to learn from this situation. There is something positive from this situation that I can mm-hmm. learn from. I mean, it's so powerful. So powerful. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm starting... Like I've, I realize in my practice, and I think the more we practice medicine, the more I think at the beginning, when you are a doctor, you're doing it for you. And then you have to let go of the ego. And that's when you may feel burnout because you're like, why am I doing this? Like, there's no, like, I, like, like you suddenly realize that this, this was not what you've always hoped for. And then you move on to this next phase and hopefully you stay in medicine because medicine is wonderful and amazing. And Mm -hmm. there's like many, many ways. I mean, when you look at your example, not only are you doing medicine full time, but you're adding coaching on top of it. (laughs) And you clearly look very grounded and very happy and very joyful. So I'm starting like, you know, I had started already, but I clearly you're the example that shows that burnout is not about the workload. It's about the meaningfulness that there is and the gratitude and the self-compassion that we have for ourselves. And then the second part of medicine for me, like the career is the day that you realize it has nothing to do with you. 
And the only thing that it has to do with you is you taking care of yourself, being, you know, self-loving of who you are. And that has nothing to do with, like, not that it has nothing to do with being a doctor, but it's you as a whole. And then you can take care of the patient, realizing that that's the patient is doing their own healing and you're just the witness of that healing. I don't know. That's that's what I'm hearing when you're talking. Yes, because, you know, as you mentioned, it's really important to be able to take care of ourselves first and, and use that same energy and uh, emotions to take care of uh, your patients because there are just these unspoken languages that, you know, people can feel. And that's the special bond and the special connection that we have as human beings. Yes. Yes. I couldn't agree more. I think that's uh, what Dr. Nen Calabrizi was a uh, very, very renowned immunologist and rheumatologist at Cleveland Clinic says that he calls it the healing effect. And the healing effect is huge. <laughs> if there was an FDA, uh, <laughs> they would FDA approve it if there was a pill for it. So uh, do it. You Use the healing effect to your advantage. Dr. Long, uh, you have given us so many history of hope actually in your practice. And normally I finish with a history of hope, but I feel like everything that you have shared with us has hope uh, inside. And um, so I really urge all of our patients to really dig deeper and realize that practicing self-compassion, practicing gratitude is for you. Um, And it's so important that you take care of yourself. And if you're like Dr. Long or Dr. uh, or myself, know that there are helpers out there. <laughs> and talking about uh, uh, life coaching, uh, Dr. Long, when where can we find you? And who is your ideal client? Who are you catering to? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm offering one-on-one coaching for physicians. And um, uh, basically it's whoever wants help, you know, to feel better, uh, to want more clarity and more control in their lives. Um, no matter how bad the situation is, um, I think it, it is important not to make a decision, especially if it's a life decision, like say leaving a job or, you know, um, moving out of your state or something like that. Um, make it not out of desperation, but really in a positive um, state of mind. Um, so, so I'm, you you know, uh, guiding physicians to do that and also um, guiding physicians to have better time management, just like I did, you know, um, uh, be able to just do the same work in two, two and a half hours less time. And um, uh, the most important thing is really to enjoy life and medicine again, because as you mentioned, really, um, medicine is very rewarding. And um, because of burnt out, a lot of physicians are really leaving medicine to do something else because uh, they feel hopeless and they're burnt out. And um, uh, But there is a way to to really change that and um, without necessarily changing your, your job. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Long. So uh, again, if you are in the Denver slash Colorado, out of Colorado area, and are looking for a rheumatologist, um, we are currently accepting new patients. Um, Unabridged MD is the first direct care in rheumatology. Please contact us. You don't need a referral. You can literally just contact us at info at unabridgedmd.com. 
uh, info at onaverageatd.com. We will put all of the footnotes with Dr. Mary Long's uh, information so you can find them on YouTube or on the podcast uh, info. And on, uh, we will see you next week. Dr. Mary Long, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.